Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanera here. CEO School is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Success Story, hosted by Scott D. Clary. Success Stories features Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presentations, and conversations on sales, marketing, business, startups, and entrepreneurship. I recently enjoyed listening to Scott interview Rebecca Zung, who is recognized as a top 1% attorney and, get this, a narcissist negotiation expert who shared her perspective on how to negotiate your best life. Listen to Success Story wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here at CEO School. And for today's special Monday episode, we're gonna do something different that we haven't done. And I actually have Francis Batista, who is the owner and founder of Mooney, a conglomerate of an insurance and tax practice that's based out of Connecticut. She is a multi seven figure business owner, leading a team of nine, knows everything about taxes and business insurance. And I've actually invited her out to Orlando, Florida to come sit with me in the studio. And so I am so excited to have a guest with me live, like face-to-face and not doing it on on virtual. So Francis, welcome to CEO School. Thanks Thank for being you. here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I am so pumped. I'm yes. super excited. We had you scheduled and something that I want to, what I love the most about people is like, I love when people take action. Like there's like nothing that gets me like more excited as a human being than people that are like action takers and yes people because I'm definitely that. And we had you booked for the show today to be virtual and you were like, you know what, can I come in person? And no one's ever asked for us to actually be in the studio and our producer said yes and you booked a ticket to come here and you're here with me in studio. How amazing is this? Yes. And that is the type of person that I am. I am very aggressive when it comes to business. I'm I. I said, I'm going to jump on this opportunity. I'm, I'll just go in person. I'm more of a, I like the face-to-face. I'm like an old school millennial. Yeah. I'm very over Zoom. Oh my and God. Aren't we all though? We're I'm, all over it. I'm super over the online, the things. I When people invite me to those webinars, I sometimes I'm just working and doing other yes. things. So it's just, 
this is this is better for me. I love it. It's better for me too. And I like to call myself an elder millennial. So I'm in the same boat as you for sure. But that action piece, I, I really do appreciate. And honestly, I think you're going to start first of many because it's so much more fun to be in person. I agree with that notion 100%. It's one of the reasons why I've always advocated for a hybrid workplace, not just like I'm all about flexible work. So hybrid does not mean not flexible. So flexibility needs to be there in your workplace, but a hybrid environment allows for collaboration. And there's just something about being in the room. Like there is just something about being in the room and it's so important. And uh, I'm just so glad that you're in the room with me today because we get to like really feed off of each other. And this is going to be so great. Thanks for being here, Mooney. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So Mooney is the name of your company, but it is also your family nickname. What do you like to be called? Francis or Mooney? Most people, like family members and close friends, mainly everybody calls me Mooney, but in business, everyone calls me Francis. I have the same story. So my nickname is Sunny, but for business, I go by Sanera. But no matter how much I try to just stick to Sanera, anyone who knows me for more than like five minutes calls me Sunny, and then everyone starts calling me Sunny. So for me, both works. Um, But Francis, I'll call you Francis for the show so everyone can refer to you as Francis. Francis, you started an insurance practice right out of high school. I'd love for you to share a little bit about um, how you started this business, how it got started, and like how it's grown to a multi-seven-figure business now. So when I was in high school, I wanted to go to homecoming, and I needed a dress. And I said to my mother, I said, Mom, I need money for a homecoming dress. And she said, no, I'm not going to give you money, but I'll give you a job so that you can buy your own homecoming dress. So I started to work at the agency. She worked at an insurance and tax agency at the time. Started to work there as like the coffee girl. You know, I was doing favors for everyone that worked there, going to get coffee, taking the trash out, filing, very simple things, nothing to do with customers at all. After some time, I graduated into a customer service position. Then after a few years, I got my license to be a producer, an insurance producer. And then I started selling insurance. And all throughout college, I was selling insurance while I was a full-time student in college. And nothing to do with insurance, taxes. I didn't study finance. It was all, I was an English major in college. And the goal was always to get my master's in education and teach either at the high school level or the college level. Okay. So fast forward my senior year, I'm sitting in my capstone English course and I looked around the room and I realized that I'm like, I don't feel like I am, this is me. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I resonate with the people that are in here, they're like about this life, like this English life. And for me, I was more into marketing. I was more interested in growing a business and getting more customers, sales and things like that. Even though I love Shakespeare and all that other good stuff, but Mm -hmm. I just, for my life, I just didn't feel like it fit anymore. So I graduated college. I still worked at that same agency. And then I decided I wanted to go. I I started thinking like, okay, I want to do things on my, how do I take it to the next level? But I wasn't thinking of taking it to the next level on my own at this point. I'm still thinking, how do I take it to the next level in this business with my employer? And every time I had all these good ideas, he would always shoot them down. 
Like nothing was ever good enough. I wanted to do all this fun stuff. So one of my colleagues shares on our WhatsApp group that she has a hot chocolate bar at her job. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a fantastic idea. I really want to do that at the office. Like that is so cool. So I presented it to my boss and he like completely shut it down. I'm not spending money on a hot chocolate bar, blah, blah, blah. Because of that, I founded Mooney Insurance. That same day. That was I the moment. You're like, no hot chocolate means no no insurance for you. Exactly. No like, hot chocolate for me, no insurance for you. I went online. I went on Google and I was like, how do I start a business in Connecticut? And they're like, oh, you go on the website and you've, you know, you could do an LLC or a corp. I was like, let me just do a corp. Sounds like cooler, you know, at the time. And so I filled out corporation paperwork. And that was the day. It was September 15th of 2015. Oh my goodness. Okay, so hot chocolate bar. You pitched an idea to your boss about a hot chocolate bar. He didn't like it and you said, well, too bad. No hot chocolate. I'm going to start my business. I used the hot chocolate bar no, I because that it. was the turning point, no, I love but it. it was just it a build-up. It wasn't about the hot chocolate, right? At the end of the day, it wasn't about the hot chocolate. It's about the constant no or like not feeling hurt, not feeling valued. I mean, those are the reasons why people leave companies. They don't leave companies over hot chocolate. You're leaving the company because you didn't feel there was any collaboration that you weren't you weren't valued or right. your ideas weren't valued and now you have a you ended up starting that insurance practice and you do business insurance you do tax insurance one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today I mean I love your story I love the passion of like from high school to uh creating this uh you know creating this practice I wanted to have a discussion around I mean we've got female entrepreneurs here across all different sectors um, all over the U.S., even international. I know we can't speak on international tax and business law, but there are so many things that we can be prepared for as as female business owners. And there are so many things that I feel like I've learned over the last 10 years of being a business, a, a growing a company, or is that honestly half of the battle is like the unknown. Like I don't realize I need things until like something happens or shit hits the fan. And that's why you have business insurance. And so I wanted to bring you on because I think it's so important uh, to talk about like not only the growth of the company, but how to protect your company. Right. And so that was like one of my main reasons to talk about protection because one of my advisors and mentors told me, which is one of the best advice I've ever received. And it was, Sanira, fund your fears. So if you have a fear, fund it. Because if you could back it up with money, if you could protect it, then you can get rid of that fear. So fund your fears. And for that, for me at that time, I had a, I mean, I have a payments company. So we were talking about like cybersecurity and um, we, you know, do, you know, billions of transactions through our platform now. But how do I protect something like that? So it was like, if we fund it, we get the right people in place, we get the right tools in place, we could protect ourselves more. And so that's one of the best advice that I've ever gotten. And I'm excited on this episode to share that with women everywhere is to fund your fears because you're, you can build everything and then it can go away overnight. Right. So tell me about, about, you know, some of the experiences that you've had with your clients. And I don't want to scare, we're not here to like scare anything. So I don't like the scare tactic, but I would like to have the women think about what are things that we should be protecting. So one of, I like that you mentioned that 
there are certain things that when you go into a business, sometimes you go in blind. You don't always know everything. And one of those things with business insurance is if you're a professional, like an insurance professional, a financial professional, an attorney, you need what's called errors and emissions insurance. Okay. A lot of people call it E&O, professional mm -hmm. liability. A key thing that I wish I was taught at the very beginning of my business is when you're switching carriers, you need to do the retroactive date. You need to make sure that when you're purchasing that policy, you have it effective from the moment your business began. Mm. And the reason why is because sometimes there are instances in liability lawsuits that something come it doesn't always get uncovered right away so if something happened in may of 2020 and you bought a policy that starts september of 2020 and that lawsuit comes in january of 2022 you have no coverage mm. that's a re that's really that's amazing advice that's amazing advice i wouldn't have no i wouldn't have known to do that so checking our policies to make sure that our policies are reflective of start date from the inception. I want to zoom you out a little bit. What are the policies, though? Right. So, like, what are the policies that we need to have in place as a entrepreneur, as a business owner? I'm sure it's varied by industry, but what are some of like the main things that we gotta have? So, I I love that question because there are so many different types of insurance yeah. depending on trade. So the main policy for a business owner would be a business owner's policy or a general liability policy. Okay. That's your most basic starting point. That covers you in the event there is a lawsuit presented against you. Okay. That is very, very important to have because for a very small premium sometimes for startups, right, for, for a company that's smaller in size, for a very small amount of money, you can have up to like million, $2 million in coverage. And if you need more than that, then there's umbrella policies that you can purchase to come into excess of those policies. But that is the main thing. You should always have a liability policy and you should get it right away. Cause like I said, liability claims sometimes get presented to you way after the fact. So for instance, I deal with a lot of slip and falls. Customers of mine that own businesses, we insure, you know, grocery stores, gas stations, you know, you name it, high traffic places, right? And if somebody falls on your property, they may not take that to an attorney. In certain states, they have up to three years to report that incident. Wow. So if you have a even a gap in insurance and there's a lawsuit that falls on a day where you didn't have coverage, you're out. And you could lose your business over yeah. it because they can go after your assets. This is why people and this is another reason why you got to make sure you protect all your businesses, you know, the LLCs, formations, the corporations. But at the end of the day, you can lose it all over something very simple. Uh, home insurance, for instance, we do a lot of personal insurance. So we insure homes, we insure cars, things like that. If somebody something happens on your property. Let's say you have a dog and it bites somebody. That's minimum $130,000 lawsuit. And if you don't have the liability in place, some people have liability insurance, but they don't have enough. Mm. I see that a lot too. 
I see people that are very successful. They, they have a lot. They have thriving businesses. They got tons of money in the bank. And then they have like minimum policies because they didn't know what they were doing when they were buying the insurance or they went on Geico and just thought they knew what they were doing and they didn't. And so you, when you don't have enough coverage, what they do is they take the maximum limit and then you have to come up with the rest. Yeah. Like who wants to come up with but it's also just as simple as like you don't know what you don't know, right? right? So I think that's kind of like one of the my main drivers of wanting to have this episode is like we got to talk to experts and we've got to take a look at Absolutely. our business from a protection standpoint because we're not here to build small businesses. We're here to build millions and millions of enterprise value for our women. And that's what I want everyone building. And so that comes with protection that we need to have. And so that's super important. Talk to me about, because something I know always is to have an umbrella policy. Like that was something that I was like, okay, umbrella policy kind of covers it all. Can we talk a little bit about what is an umbrella policy and why does everybody need one and what what, what does that entail? So an umbrella policy is an excess liability policy. And basically you need to have all the underlying policies in order to qualify for one. Yes. So you can't just say, I've had people want to buy like a minimum policy and they're like, well, throw in a $5 million umbrella. Well, it doesn't work that way. You got to have all of the stuff you to cover the umbrella. You need to have all of your policies need to be at the maximum limits and then if you want more coverage, you get an umbrella. Yep. So you can't get a policy for $100,000, let us say, in liability if you can go up to a million and then get a million-dollar umbrella. The company won't allow it. So an umbrella policy, basically, it, it's just like, you know, what it looks like. You know, Travelers uses the umbrella as their logo. It just overhangs all of your other policies. And if you have a lawsuit, let's say you have a million-dollar policy, right? and you have a lawsuit for 1.5 million, your primary policy pays the first million and the umbrella comes in for the excess. So it's very important that depending on the size of your business, you have the correct umbrella limits. It's so, it's so, it's, it's so interesting. I love this. It is definitely important to fund your fears, protect your business. We talked a little bit about insurance policies. I would love to talk also about, I know you do taxes as well. And something that I see, I get asked often, and I am not a tax expert. I'm not an accountant, nor do I have um, tax experience. I've just been an entrepreneur trying to uh, save money on taxes for the last decade. You know, my father always said, you know, we were talking about it earlier on taxes. He's like, that's taxes are a blessing. And this is like an immigrant parents like mentality, like taxes are a blessing. If you get to pay taxes, that means you're making it. And the more taxes you pay, the more that you're making it. So those are more blessings. Um, but we're, we're writing some really big checks to uncle Sam on our new brackets, but exciting stuff, lots of blessings, but I see female, I see entrepreneurs either do one of two things. Uh, one, I, I think that it's important for you to have your team around you, right? So you got to have like the insurance, uh, uh, broker, you have to have your accountant, you have to have a bookkeeper, you have to have a strong lawyer. You need that team around you, Absolutely. even if you don't use them today. Like that is something that I have learned and I, I wish like I want every woman to take away is that it's not too early to build that team because you never want to be in that position to need to have to use it. You want to be in that position where you have the protection and the people around you in case something happens, you already have like people that are ready to go that are on your team and on your behalf. Right. So I feel like tax, insurance, legal, accounting 
are this like team that are like part of like her superheroes cape like that she's got to have behind her and you know so get your tax expert but we have one here today and i wanted to ask you some questions about taxes cuz one two of things i'm seeing so i see women either they have the accountants and then they're giving them like either really good advice or really bad advice I don't know. I keep seeing like everything goes on their business and they're like, oh, it's a write-off. I'm like, that's not a write-off. And then I see women that are not properly structuring their their business practices to, you know, have tax benefits. So could you talk to me about some of the things that you see uh, for, uh, for business owners? So the first thing I want to say is I absolutely agree with you. You should, I have my attorneys are on speed dial. Like I have, uh, you know, I have friends that are attorneys, CPAs. I always have these people around me at all times. And whenever I need anything, I can just go to them for free advice, basically, because they're my friends and they, they know that they can rely on me for the same. So that is super, super great, important advice. But aside from that, with taxes, the first thing I would advise any entrepreneur, business owner, make sure you have a good accountant. Yes. That is the first thing. And and I say good accountant because, yes, you're right. There are some people that don't always know the tax codes to the fullest or they do know it, but you need to know somebody who has a vision for your business to be able to help you with your taxes. So there are many, so yeah, because there are many ways that you can do your taxes, right? There are ways that you can not pay any taxes. I can help you with that. But there are also ways where you need to give, you need to not use every benefit because you want to scale and you want f- access to funding. Yes. And you want to take it to the next level. So you need to, to there has a, to be a little bit of a of give a and take. You know, I right. love that. It is. I love that you said you have to have an accountant that ha- that knows the vision of your business. I fully agree with that. Right. So depending on who you are as a business and what you're trying to do, that that's the first thing. But as far as tax benefits... I always say it's very simple. You can go on the irs.gov and you have access to the entire tax publication, like all of them. Hmm. They're at your fingertips. You can go on and search a topic. Is that what you do on your free time is like go to (laughs) irs.gov? That sounds awful. I do not. I'm not going to go there. And uh, if you want to do that, you should go to irs.gov. We'll link it in the show notes. (laughs) So... When you get the free time to go to irs.gov. That's why I say. You can go to irs.gov. I will not be doing that. (laughs) So that's why I say you either get a really good person (laughs) that you can trust. You get a good person that you can trust and you know that they know what they're doing and they take care of it. But we also, we want to talk to women that are starting out too, right? And sometimes those women may not have the access right away or the knowledge right away. So there are little things like the little 101s that you can do to yeah, start. No, no, for sure. You know, and then being educated is important. So absolutely. That's, well, that's why we have CEO school. It, exactly. So you I was can do like a ding. <laughs> so you can go on uh, the irs.gov and search any topic, and the answers are literally all there. Okay. So anyone has access to all of the information. That's the first thing. But <clears throat> there are a ton of loopholes that business owners can take advantage of that can help them where, like, for instance, if you're self-employed, there are certain deductions that you may not want 
to put on your Schedule C because it'll go against your total income. There are certain deductions where you can deduct, you don't get taxed, and it doesn't go against your total income. So that's why it's really important to have like a good tax accountant because when you're trying to get a loan or you're trying to scale businesses, you need to make sure you're not completely <laughs> taking away all the you know, sh- taking away all the profit from your business essentially, right? Yes. Cuz it's very easy to generate a lot of revenue, right? But it's sometimes Is it though? Cuz less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue, so not so that, easy, but That's true. Too. Not so easy, not so easy. But you're right. Get, generating revenue is one component. Right. Protecting that is also the next. Right, right. And being able to grow that. Yes. And taxes is a, is definitely a big part of that, for sure. So, where does one get like how do you recommend? Do you have any tips for finding a good accountant, right? Like how does one search for a good accountant? Do we I do love like that question. do we do like state stuff? Like there's so much complexity. What are your tips on finding the right accountant? I love that question so much because well, that's why I interview for half my living. There there's something that <laughs> I've learned in the past, I want to say 3 years more than ever, networking, mm. meeting the right people people will lead you to the right people. While you're listening to this podcast, you're probably doing something else too. Mastering the art of cooking, driving your kids to practice, dancing like no one's watching. We get it. When you're having conversations with your customers, the same is probably true for them. They're IMing their teams, mentally planning their date nights. So growing conversations beyond the moment can be challenging. HubSpot helps you go beyond the moment by connecting you and your teams giving you access to the exact same data and helping you see the full customer picture, what motivates them, what their expectations are, and how you can blow them out of the water. With powerful tools that connect marketing, sales, ops, and service, HubSpot's powerful CRM platform powers you and your teams to transform customer moments into extraordinary customer experiences. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. I agree with that. I love that. That's how I've met every single person that's in my circle of my team, like my outside my work team. It's all been through the network. Right. And it's been through other entrepreneurs and it's been through community. And that's why community is so important. And I stress this so much to all of you to come join CEO School Community. Here it is. Another plug right here. Stop waiting and get into the room with other entrepreneurs so that you can ask these questions and say, hey, who are you using? How does your practices work like this? This is how we learn is through knowledge share. 
Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Most of, a lot of the things that I've implemented in my business to scale my business is through other businesses. I've learned it from other insurance professionals, from people who've been doing it way longer than me. You know, I, 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 I have a million mentors. That's another piece of advice that I always give. Have mentors. You need people to help you. You need people to tell you the things that you may not see. They see from a different side. I don't know if you're into sports at all, if you like boxing. No, you, I'm uh, so no. unathletic, but I like going to sporting events. Me, but, I love that too. So, but I, I, I will not participate, unfortunately. <laughs> so with, so same thing. I, I don't box at all. I, I would never do that. But I love watching boxing because it's such a mind. Uh, it's such a mind sport, right? And one of the things that they teach boxers is, you know, you always have your corner man. Your corner man sees things when you're in the ring. They're seeing the fight that you're not seeing. Mm. You're in it. And they're they're giving you the tips like, dude, like you're losing this fight or you're you got the fight, you're winning, and, and they're telling you all these things. And they're the ones that sometimes enable you and help you and take it take you to win, basically. So that's the way I look at mentors. Mentors are like corner men or women that are in our lives to see things that we don't always see and give us that advice and help us push us to to go to the next level. And so that's another piece of advice that I... Oh, I love it. No, for sure. I mean, mentorship is so important, but it's not easy to access mentors, right? That's also... Um, networking is important. Networking, networking is important. Putting yourself in the room. right rooms, surrounding yourself with people. It's not going to happen just sitting behind your computer screen as well, but inserting yourselves, getting in the room like you did today. You got yourself in the room, right? And it's getting into whether it's the digital room, whether it's the physical room, but getting in the room is so important. Um, I love that. I love how you think about your business. What is it like to be kind of like to kind of, uh, you know, we could sit here and have such great conversation all day, but we've got a quick 30 minute episode. I feel like we got lots of great nuggets in uh, for our listeners, but I want to ask you as a Latina woman, okay, in a male dominated insurance industry, I'm, it's got to be, it's got to be super male dominated. Um, it, you know, it's in, it's in financial services. What's it like, you know, now that you've built like a, you know, a multi seven figure practice, you have your name out there. Uh, what does it, you know, does your old boss say anything or do you like, you know, what's it like, you know, he low key hates me. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, he didn't give you the hot chocolate. So. Yeah. He didn't give me the hot chocolate. <laughs> does he have a hot chocolate bar now finally? <laughs> um, yeah. So listen, there are people that are meant to stay in your life and there are people that are meant yes. to just stay behind. And that's just one of those things where I had to move on and, yeah. and you know, can't look back or, or dwell that. on that. Yes. But it is, it's very, it's very fun. I learn a lot, but sometimes it is a little challenging because I go to all of these events, I go to a lot of insurance conferences, I travel all over, and I never feel like there are enough people like me in the room. Yeah. And and all of these companies right now, and, and this is something I've challenged a lot of my partner companies that we write business for, a lot of them, you know, right now the DEI is the big push in corporate America, right? Like, let's be real. That's like everyone's just shoving that down our throat, like DEI, DEI. 
But when I go <laughs> to all of the events, there are not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of diversity or inclusion. That's not what I see anyway. Yes. I know that it has changed gradually. You know, it, it, we have seen. Hi- higher numbers of like women there are more women in leadership roles but it's just i don't really feel no it's sometimes... actually it's not it's not there's a lot of dialogue taking place i'll right. tell you that but statistics are not backing the action that needs to take place right. and so the change is not happening um at a pace that is acceptable right right and that's something that i notice and i tell them i'm like listen I know that you're doing this and it's awesome and I love you guys for it. I'm like, but I'm still one of the only girls like usually there or I'm usually one of the only Spanish women there, minorities. Like we're double minorities, right? So, you know, Spanish and Latina and also uh, a woman. And in these rooms, it's just I don't see I don't see a lot of representation still. How does that make you feel? Um, is it discouraging or is it encouraging? No, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. And the reason why is because I'm going to keep doing my good work. I'm going to keep doing what I have to do to try to, you know, motivate women like me to to get there too. You know what I mean? So, I love that. I think that that is what I see for women who are trailblazing in male-dominated industries. They're actually making way for others to come in and um, using our voices you know, taking, you know, taking action, I think is what's, what's really, what's really important and sponsoring. You talked about mentorship, but sponsoring women up is also important. So that's the opposite of mentorship is when you are, you know, sponsoring other people in your organization to say, come, I'm going to grab your hand and I'm going to take you with me and we're going to go along this ride. And so I, I love that you're using your voice in that, but you feel encouraged that you can be that face for more Latina women to break through this industry. So there's um, there's this golf initiative that I want to start. Oh, yeah. We talked about that earlier. Let's close on golf because I heard you play golf. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I want to learn. I've never learned how to play golf. Yeah. So I love golf. And the way that it started really was in, in the insurance industry, everyone golfs. It's just the thing that they do, I guess. I guess in, in a lot of industries. Every men male dominated industry, in every private equity conference, venture conference, fintech conference, finance conference. Right. So it's all golf. All of our carriers, like the the companies that we write business. And I drive for, the golf cart. <laughs> so so a lot of the companies <laughs> that we do business for. What am I supposed to do? Carl's laughing over here. Kid you not, I don't know what else to do. And and I'm not gonna go like not be part of the conversation. Exactly. So that's exactly where in 2020 I said, you know what? They have all these events, all these golfing events, and I never get invited because I don't golf. Oh my god, yes. That too. So- oh my god. Okay, that's also the problem. Not only do we not golf because we like we don't, and that's right. fine, but then they do the golf events and they don't even invite you. Right. They're not even like giving you a chance to be like, oh, they just assume. Which they're right because I don't call <laughs> Exactly. But fucking invite me, man. Like, don't fucking not invite me. I'm still going to be there. Right. So that's exactly that's where. That's fucked up to not invite you. So so that's where I said, you know what? 
I'm going to start golfing because I want to mm. go to these events. And I don't care if I suck. I'm going to go to these events. I'm going to have to golf with and, you. You're going to have to teach me. Okay, <laughs> and so it. then I actually started loving it, though. Like, low-key. Like, it's actually really amazing. Oh, I tried. Like, now I get so it. Like, it's not for what, me. When I started golfing, I was like, okay, now I know why these dudes, like, spend all their time on the golf field. Like, I really love it. Like, it's very therapeutic for me. That's what my husband so. says. That's what my brother says. It's very therapeutic. I've tried. I will say... It's a patience thing. Right. And so in my life at some point, I will have the inner peace to golf. But the time that it takes to golf is like, it's 18 holes. Even if you play a nine hole, it is multi-hour commitment to go play golf. Right. Right. Okay. So in my multi-hour commitment, I come and produce eight shows for this podcast right? Run businesses. Do I'm not trying to discount, but the amount of time, I don't even get to watch television. So maybe at a point in my life, and I, I have pray an idea. that I can go have the time to enjoy golf. And you know what? I love that you mentioned that too, the multi-hour commitment. So much. Because that is when I had an aha moment where in a lot of the leadership position, they're always male-dominated, right? Yep. It's because they all golf together. Yeah, for sure. They golf together and they're getting to know each other on like a crazy level. Like when you golf with someone, you learn so much about them. You know, it, it's really telling of your personality when you golf with people. And I feel like these people are golfing together. They're getting to know each other at the core. It's not the same as a little conference networking event, no, a little course. happy it's, hour. It's, it's a, it's a meaningful is, time. This is real yeah. time yeah. with with a CEO, this is real time with leadership. Yeah. And this is why the, the they, they're leading in all the industries because they golf together. I swear it's because of that. I think uh, so, so we need to get so women to golf. We, we need we don't need to get women to golf. I do think it's encouraging to have access to it. And I do I do think it's really great. I really do think that we should. We and should then, do it, but I also kind of want to challenge, like, my whole viewpoint is I don't want to change who I am to fit into your world because I am not a man in a skirt. And so that's one of the reasons why true. I've refused to learn is because I want you to do the things that I enjoy as well. And so I went actually out. So I got invited to the Masters. Um, I get invited mm. almost every year uh, to, like, really amazing sporting events. I go to the Super Bowl. I get to do really cool things as CEO. Uh, and this last year, I refused to go to the Masters for many different reasons, specifically as like the feminist in me, um, like the male to female ratio is like 10 to 1. Women weren't even allowed to golf on the golf course until like eight years ago or something obnoxious. So Augusta has all of these rules. Like it's not okay. So there were all of these like things that I had learned about the Masters that I just didn't feel value fit with me for it right so i was really reluctant to go and my husband and my brother were like dude we get it but we're here to support you like change the game like you should need to change it so they're trying right. to change my mentality into like my stubbornness of like i'm not gonna do your shit but i understand like for the first time i understood it was like just go participate and like show that it can be different. So I do agree with that piece. I think both all of us have to kind of come together and compromise. And I I do see that like we as women 
I don't want to be a man in a skirt, but I do think that it's important for women to show up in the right places so that we can we can pave the way for other women. And I do think that we need to bring men as allies on the other side of Absolutely. things that are not just only golf related or, or male uh, bro culture related. And right. so I went out to the Masters and I will publicly say it. And here you go. Salman Ramatula, brother Sal. I will say it to the 50,000 of you that are listening. That was by far my most favorite sporting event that I went to was the Masters. I had the time of my life. We went to the Berkman's Palace. I got to spend intimate time with like my mentor. And we were just like a close group of us that went. Um, I was like, I don't know, sitting next to like Peyton Manning, like all of the celebs are out. Oh, so it was, awesome. But you couldn't take your phone. So we had to like leave our phones at the like check-in. And I got to be like fully present for a day. And it was actually remarkable to watch some of like the best golfers and, um, you know, have oysters and champagne all day. So that was Love not that. so awful, mm-hmm. uh, but I had a really, really great time. And um, thank you again to uh, UBS and our bankers at UBS <laughs> for those tickets. Uh, but I had the best time. And so you're right in like we've got to like my mentality was different in that way. And I still am really stubborn about it, as you can obviously tell. But we've got to change I just want to get invited. I want to I, I, I want to go to all the events. Yes. And, and, and then they do – they pour so much money into these events. And so – and then 95% male and then 5% female. Like, I want to just change the percentages. Yeah. Even even just going. Like you said, you had a great time. Yeah. Even just attending, hanging out. Like, it's just – it's nice to be on those greens. No, it's, it is it's really, really nice. nice. It is awesome. I love that you golf. I love that you're 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 sharing that passion for women, um, teaching us all about business insurance and taxes. How do we, um, you know, learn? Like, where do we support you in your business? And we're definitely going to link your website below and how to get in touch mm-hmm. with you. So if the women want to do, like, do you do audits or? So can you support our women here to make sure that they're all set up correctly? Absolutely. Okay. So. We are licensed for insurance in 13 states. Okay. And I'm not going to name all the states, but you can go on our website, mooneyinsurance.com, and you can find your state on there. And we do taxes in all 50 states. And, you know, just just reach out. You can contact us, Instagram, Twitter, our website. We are more than happy to serve. And what is your website? Mooneyinsurance.com. 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 Francis, thank you so much for being here thank with us today. Me. This was such a fun banter and dialogue, and I just had a really great time. Um, and protect thank your you. businesses, fund your fears, yes. make sure that you are protected. Get that dream squad around you. You've got to have a team, yes. ladies. We gotta have the team around us because it's not about it's not, it's it's sometimes it's the unknown, right? We gotta protect ourselves from the unknown. And uh, let's get our golf clubs out and uh, meet it. you at the at the golf course. Love we'll it. We'll see you next week at CEO School. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. 
As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.